The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my so God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Go, go, Sanderson. Here's the payoff pitch. Happy Tuesday. Welcome into Payoff Pitch. We are Action Network's MLB betting podcast. It is Tuesday, August 15th. Great to have you joining us on the pod. Please rate, review, and subscribe if you have not done so already. Uh, today, your host, Brendan Glasheen, joined by our usual Tuesday suspects, Sean Zarillo, who does have opening pitch up today uh, over in the Action app, actionnetwork.com, and Dinger Tuesday aficionado, Anthony DeBundo, who does have a pick coming up later in the show, highlighting Dinger Tuesday. Uh, we are live Monday, Tuesday, and Friday during the season, so we're back on Friday after today's slate. Everybody is in action, so we've got a lot to dive into with a full slate to discuss. And I should say this more often, we don't talk about every game. We just go to the actionable games that both Zarillo and DeBundo might be on. And sometimes we touch most of the games, other times we don't, because if lines move overnight and price targets are out of range, it doesn't really serve a purpose uh, to discuss, so... Uh, just to get that out of the way, because I think sometimes people tune in and they're like, well, I didn't hear about my team. Um, that's why. So, But if you are looking for content on your team, uh, we do have game write-ups in the Action app and also other baseball betting folks at Action might be betting on your team or against your team. So uh, a best bet today, Zarillo, where are you looking on this Tuesday? <laughs> Going with the Miami Marlins for a second straight day. We pulled it out yesterday with Braxton Garrett against Romer Valdez going against Christian Javier today and targeting a pitcher that I have loved to bet against in the past for a second consecutive day. Fromber, Javier, guys, I felt like I was on pretty early in their careers. Now at this point, more established, better name value, going against them more frequently. And Javier, we'll talk about Luis Severino in a bit, but Christian Javier and Luis Severino have both fallen off a cliff in terms of their underlying metrics this season. I think Severino, maybe more indicators under the hood that he's capable of bouncing back. Whereas Christian Javier, you look at his pitch modeling metrics and they have fallen well below average in line with his 4.68 expected ERA, uh, 14% strikeout minus walk rate, basically down 10% from where it was last year. His strikeout rate, most 
of that room is walk rate has stayed relatively stable, but we saw him split time between the bullpen and the rotation last season, dominate in the playoffs. And now this year he's coming back and the stuff plus is down dramatically. The command is down dramatically. Strikeout rate has fallen off of a cliff. So you compare him on paper to old man Johnny Cueto, and there's not actually a substantial difference between these two pitchers. In fact, Cueto actually has the better underlying metrics this season. 393 expected ERA, 105 pitching plus rating, mostly as a result of above average command because Javier has the better stuff, much better stuff. Cueto has the better command. So even though Miami is in their lesser split here, as I mentioned yesterday, they're much better against lefties than they are against righties. They should have the pitching advantage, in my opinion, throughout the entirety of this matchup. Better starting pitcher, better bullpen. Astros have the better offense, but I like the Marlins here as small favorites. Would bet them down to about minus 104, or I should say plus 104. Um, Yeah, going with the Marlins for a second straight day. So bet the fish to miss the playoffs after betting their win total over at the start of the season. Currently sitting back in that third wildcard spot. Eight-game losing streak, three-game winning streak. Miami is all over the place, but do like them in this series against the Astros. Just think they're a touch undervalued. Yeah, five starts for Cueto since mid-July, and only one of those starts, he's had more than one walk, and that was a two-walk game against yeah, the Philadelphia man. Phillies. So. And he could barely find a job last year. You know, the, the yeah. White Sox picked him off off the scrap heap. He was uh, vastly overachieving early, and it actually seems like now that he's had more repetition, he's doing pretty well. Uh, he's like... Not not quite our old man Bartolo Colon just throwing nothing but fastballs at 90 miles an hour, but he's he's showing really good command, and it's something that you know is evident he's had throughout his career. So, uh, yeah, I I think he's has a safer floor than what Javier offers on a night to night basis. All right, I'm pretty sure last Friday, uh, Debundo, we went against Cueto with Ashcraft on the mound for Cincinnati. The first five bet hit, and then the Marlins, as they did last night, just hit some late home runs to. Uh, separate to bundle a best bet for you uh features a total play what do you got yeah christian javier really difficult to figure out this year uh agree with zarillo generally on that game although i there's a lot of ugly pitchers pitching today and some of them i'm yeah. just gonna happy to pass and not get involved and cueto and, and javier is one of them my best bet is the under eight and a half you can find uh, even money out there right now in the giants and the rays game Wander Franco will be out for a while, it appears. This Rays lineup without him, you know, starting multiple rookies at the back end of the lineup, guys who project really bad in terms of WRC+. And that's been the biggest difference between the Rays this year and I think years past. They've actually had, you know, a deep enough lineup of average to above average hitters. But right now with, you know, Curtis Mead, who's somebody I like, uh, but somebody who, you know, maybe isn't quite ready yet, uh, breaking into the big leagues for the first time. uh, And with... uh, Basabi filling in at short for Franco, it's just not a great lineup. I mean, Jose Siri hitting fifth last night kind of gives you an indication of what you're looking at from Tampa. I know they scored a ton of runs, uh, but I happen to also like both starting pitchers slash whatever you want to call the Giants situation uh, in this matchup. Zach Littell, since getting you know pretty much emergency jammed into the starting rotation because of all the injuries, has been really impressive. I mean, if you look at his game log, since joining the rotation, 10 strikeouts, uh, to just one walk, and he's thrown 17 innings with uh, 17 hits allowed and just five earned runs. So really impressive stuff from him. And, you know, much as I mentioned with the Rays lineup kind of not being at its best, you know, the Giants have done so much platooning and so much trying of these young guys. Uh, it seems like some of their younger talent is starting to get exposed at the plate, and that's led to 
this real drop off in their production as well. Uh, you know, starting Wade Meckler last night, batting him second, uh, kind of a red flag. Uh, and then, you know, Johan Camargo getting the spot start for JD Davis, you know, he may miss again. So I think there are some real concerns about what the Giants lineup is looking like right now. They've been a well below average offense in the last month, strikeout rate top in the base, top of all of baseball. Uh, I think that this is a good under game. Junis is not going to throw more than two to three innings, but the Giants have done a good job with their pitching staff in platooning and kind of mixing and matching two out of every five days of the week, which is kind of remarkable. Uh, but it's it's worked for them, and and it's a effective way, even if it's ugly and not you know how we traditionally view baseball. Well, just that good that I make this total eight and a quarter. So I'm with Anthony under eight and a half of plus money. I like that. Um, yeah, gotta like that the Giants are going to mix and match their pitchers too. You know, anytime you get a bullpen game. I just think the the total should be a touch lower probably than the market expects. Just getting one look at every pitcher, you're not going to get, you know, that second time through the order, third time through the order boost for the offenses. So mixing and matching, two good, not two good bullpens because the Rays bullpen hasn't uh, performed nearly as well as the Giants have, you know, in terms of underlying indicators. But would say, as Anthony called, um, the Giants offense at one point, especially versus right-handed pitching earlier in the season, they were a clear top 10 offense against righties. As they've supplanted, you know, bad defenders with better defenders, their offense has tanked, and they now rank below average against both righties and lefties. So, yeah, the Giants probably an under team right now, with the way their offense is performing, and the way their bullpen pitches, and the way they mix and match relievers typically on a night to night basis. Also, you know, if Hotel's not going to go that deep, the the Rays have options to do the same thing, right? Get lefties in there for Wade and Peterson, almost get them out of the game. Uh, you know, I thought it was really interesting uh, in this Sunday game the Giants played against Texas. Uh, they Kapler emptied the bench in the eighth and the ninth inning, trying to get mm. those pinch hit spots to get extra runs on the board, try to win the game there. They got to the tenth inning, and all of a sudden, you know, the Braves go to Will, or excuse me, the Rangers go to Will Smith, a lefty, and Peterson had to take that at bat with one out in the se- and runner on second down a run because they had no bench left. And of course, Bailey hits the home run; it doesn't matter. But he had a terrible at bat, struck out, and you know, that, it's kind of the the perils of, of doing what the Giants do is that you know the Rays can do that as well as anybody. So. You know, they can also put the Giants in some uncomfortable hitting positions and force their best hitters almost out of the game by throwing lefties in the middle of the uh, of the relief. If you missed the news yesterday, Major League Baseball launched an investigation on Wander Franco, and uh, they have placed him on the restricted list. He uh, did not make the trip to San Francisco. So Wander yeah. Franco, who knows what the future is uh, for him uh, this year and, and for the next, for, for now at least the coming weeks uh, with the Tampa Bay Rays, certainly affects their lineup. On to uh, fading the public or not. The Oakland Athletics are getting some love tonight, everybody. They are at plus, right around plus 185, plus 190, somewhere in that range on the money line tonight. They're getting 71% of the bets, 98% of the cash over the Cardinals. Uh, We don't know for sure who's starting for the A's, but they're facing Dakota Hudson of the Cardinals. Zarillo, are we oh so daring to back the Oakland A's on the road tonight against St. Louis. The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? With the public on the Oakland A's today, it's surprising to see uh, the percentages when I went to record who we were going to talk about in this section today for Fade the Public and could not believe my eyes that all of the money was balanced so far in Oakland. But I guess the public sees what I've seen in Dakota Hudson since he arrived in the big leagues, which is one of the worst starters in the major leagues. Now, he has vastly overperformed compared to his underlying metrics for his career. Uh, 366 ERA for Dakota Hudson as a starting pitcher. 
484 expected ERA, 464 expected fit. When the Cardinals were a much better defensive team throughout the majority of the beginning of his career, Hudson was able to maintain a BABIP somewhere between 240 and 270. Now that the Cardinals have fallen to being a below average defensive team, his BABIP has come back closer to league average, around 300 for the past couple of years. His expected ERA has been around five for the past few seasons. And since he arrived in the big leagues, Dakota Hudson, amongst, I believe, 183 qualified pitchers, he ranks second to last in strikeout minus walk rate. So this is a guy who allows a high number of balls in play, walks guys when he isn't recording strikeouts. Um, and with the Cardinals defense just being so much lesser than they have been in recent years, I mean, they've fallen from being a top five, top three, top one defensive team to now a bottom 10 defensive unit in baseball per defensive run safe. So with all of those things now working against Hudson, specifically on the defensive end, his ERA is going to come closer to those expected marks, closer to five. It's been sitting around four and a half for the past couple of years, but just have never liked Dakota Hudson. Uh, and I'm always going to bet against, I would assume based on my model and the way it works, guys who don't strike anybody out and tend to walk people. So Dakota Hudson, that 6% strikeout minus walk rate for his career has always stood out to me. And he's always going to be a guy that my model likes to bet against. There's not, you know, any sort of significant advantage for Oakland here. It mostly comes down to pricing. Uh, plus 160 for the first five innings, plus 173 for the full game. That's where I would bet them to. As we mentioned, Spencer Watkins likely to get the bulk of the innings for Oakland today. Maybe they'll use an opener ahead of him. But basically, his expected indicators, uh, 5.1 expected ERA, 4.7 expected fit, very much in line with what Hudson has done during his time in the big league. So starting pitching here should be pretty comparable. Going to come down to the bullpens, the lineups, probably like Baltimore, or I should say Oakland a little bit more in the first five than the full game. So maybe I'll add more on that first five position, but the edge is actually bigger on the full game line where it's priced. So I think that's already baked into the market. Tabundo, how surprised were you when you saw these percentages coming in on the A's? And are you with the people? I actually misread it in our spreadsheet. I just assumed that it was a mis- it was a typo and that it was actually that the money was on the Cardinals and we were all going to be on the A's. But, um, you know, Dakota Hudson, the other thing to add, and, you know, Sean already went into the strikeout minus walk rate and the defense being worse. The ground ball rate is worse. You know, mm. Hudson was always good at suppressing homers consistently in his major league career. And so if you keep the ball in the yard and you put runners on base, you're able to get ground balls to get out of it. Double plays with that a great infield defense the Cardinals usually had. That is not the case anymore. His ground ball rate peaked as high as 60%, was 53% last year, 48%. Uh, it's down to this year, and it's and it's um, concerning because you know, not that the A's are this powerful lineup that's going to slug balls out of the park consistently, but getting more balls in the air gets harder to get out of those jams that you put yourself into with the balls and the walks. So uh, I have major question marks about him. Uh, he's kind of Cal Quantrilly for me, but actually worse. Uh, and I think that that's a it's my comp for him. And, and similar to how the Guardians' defense hasn't been quite as elite, that's been true for the Cardinals' defense this year. Uh, now Watkins is really concerning though. His walk rates in the AAA this year have been, uh, really bad 5.88 walks per nine in Baltimore AAA, and then 6.20 in Houston. Bad X has him for a five seven ERA the rest of the year. So that's a little scary, but again, you know, with Hudson being as poor as he is, uh, I'm going to go with the A's, uh, as well. You can have, find plus 194 out there. I just bet it. And first five price is at plus one sixty right now over at BetMGM. Yeah, that's my that's my cutoff. I wouldn't go beyond that for the first five. Okay. 
Excellent. Let's move on then to underdogs. And yet, that's not a typo. The A's are getting love from the people today, fading Dakota Hudson. Uh, and we'll see if that changes throughout the day. But as we record on a Tuesday morning, that is where we're at right now for Oakland and St. Louis. Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only must be 21 or older to wager 19 or older in Ontario new customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from ensuance excludes Michigan disassociated persons please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800 next step in Arizona 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado DC Kansas Louisiana Nevada Wyoming or Virginia 1-800-270-7117 for confidence help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Underdogs for uh, today's show. We had a consensus dog yesterday in the Colorado Rockies, Zerillo. They delivered late in the eighth, an eighth inning rally. And they prevailed against the Arizona Diamondbacks. We don't have a consensus dog today. Two teams we're talking about in the American League East that we like. And Zarello, you'd like to go first, going back to the Yankees. Where's my dog? Uh huh. Where's my dog? Where's my dog? So this should be retitled the grossest bet of the day, I think, instead of underdog of the day, potentially, because uh, these are two absolutely gross bets, and I didn't want to place either of them. And honestly, I wouldn't have even necessarily talked about them on the podcast if I had more bets that were still in range. But in terms of the dog that you don't want to bet today that you probably should is the New York Yankees. Their line, since I put it in compared to where it is now, has moved up about 15 cents. Some sharp bets clearly came in on Atlanta. 
That said, I projected this line closer to about plus 165. So I like the Yankees down to about plus 175 in this matchup. Uh, Bryce Elder, a guy we've been targeting against largely this year, expecting regression. His expected ERA still remains about a run higher than his actual mark. But if you're betting this game, it mostly comes down to, do you think Luis Severino is salvageable? <laughs> 674 expected ERA. Uh, his past 20, past 15 innings, he's allowed 21 runs. So a 12-6 ERA in his past three starts. Walks way up, strikeouts way down. But under the hood, the pitch modeling metrics, even over that past four or five start stretch, 105, 104 stuff plus, 103 location plus, 101 pitching plus. So even though he's getting shelled, even though that strikeout minus walk rate is lower, even though his velocity has taken a step back, the pitch modeling metrics still say that he should be an above average starter. And maintaining a home run rate of 2.5 home runs per nine innings is obviously unsustainable, as is his home run to fly ball rate. Clearly something's off. Started the season injured, came back, as has struggled. And when there's such a large disagreement between the expected metrics and the actual metrics, I tend to think that injury is usually a result of that. But just taking the pure pitch modeling metrics, Bryce Elder 101, Luis Severino 101, I think there's a chance that Severino is just going through an awful stretch and there's actually hope that he might rebound. As I mentioned before with Christian Javier, going through a similar stretch of poor results, awful results, not even poor results, but awful results. But whereas Javier has below average pitch modeling metrics and is drastically off from where he was last season, there's indicators that Luis Severino is somewhat comparable, not quite as good, but somewhat comparable to where he was in recent years and still an above average arm. So based on that factor, I do have to bet the Yankees here down to plus 175. Don't see as big of a disagreement between Elder and Severino as the betting market does. And somewhat lower on Elder, I guess, with the pitch modeling stuff factored in, somewhat higher on Severino. That said, I also bet the under in this matchup, the under 11. I set this total at 10.2. I absolutely hate it, Uh, but it has moved down. So clearly betting the under 11 was correct. It's moved down to 10 and a half, even 10 in some spots around the market. If it goes down to 10 at even money, I'm betting the over 10 at even money. And we'll search for a middle at that 10 at 11, you know, kind of have an out if it hits 11. But yeah, I don't want to bet these bets. I want to be very clear about that. I just have to follow my process. And we're going to get the Yankees probably around plus 200 three times in this series in Atlanta. And we only need to win one to break even. So hopefully that's the night. Not saying it's going to be the case, but I think there's there's more reason to be hopeful about Severino than there is about Javier. Seven straight starts. Luis Severino has allowed a home run. And in seven, in three of those seven, multi-home run outings uh, for him. And Tabundo, you want to weigh in on Severino? Because he's been, when he first came back, if I remember correctly, I feel like this podcast was kind of on board. Yeah. And hasn't really paid off. Well, you know, I like to think the Yankees are a smart organization. Uh, The way they've handled some things this year makes me a little bit more skeptical of that with the Rizzo situation and now the Severino situation. There was some discussion that he couldn't feel the tips in like one of his fingers and was still pitching, which seems bizarre to me. But the fact that they're throwing him out every five days, and I tweeted this as a joke back in early July, like the Yankees should just forfeit instead of starting Severino right now. They did give him a start off. So like maybe that will help, but the fact that throwing out him, throwing him out there every five days me, makes me think that they think he's okay. 
and that it is just what Zarilla was saying. It's a bad stretch. There's nothing mechanically wrong. Uh, you know, the stuff is still okay. You know, the velo's a little bit down. Okay, so maybe he won't be as good as he was last year when he was legitimately an ace, but he'll still be fine. That makes me think, okay, maybe there's something fixable there. But I mean, with every start, I'm less and less confident of that. So I, I'm not sure what to make of this matchup entirely. It would be Yankees or nothing. I'm certainly not laying minus 200 or more with Bryce Elder against a, a pretty good bullpen and an, an average lineup. We just saw Bryce Elder get hit pretty hard against the Pirates five days ago. But uh, I, I would lean toward the Yankees. But, you know, I know Sean showed value on Severino a lot this last month, and it's I, I can't I can't do it. I think if anything, I'd, I'd be taking Braves alt alt run lines rather than, uh, yeah. you know, just betting minus 200, right? I, I think Braves to win by a blowout is probably uh, the better route to go here if, if you're interested or, in attacking or build, build an <laughs> Mitchell with all of the hitters to go over their bases or something. Yeah. The, the nine-leg nine parlay, home run parlay. Um, also, the good news for the Yankees, they only used two relievers last night after Schmidt. That's helpful. Yeah, they'll have all their top guys healthy and ready and, and good to fire if it's close. So could keep the game close if, uh, you know, if Seve goes four or five and then he gets out. All right. Well, there you go. There's, there's your case, your gross bet of the day, the Yankees. And Zarello is here to own it, but the model says – Trust the process, right, Debundo? Trust the process. Of course. Joel Embiid reference, James Harden. Um, I hate okay. St- staying in the American League East, Debundo's underdog, going against the Padres again. Tried and true formula. Betting against the San Diego Padres. The market just loves this baseball team. It's a, it's amazing. Uh, it they are now six and a half out, by the way. They're going in the wrong direction. Uh, six and a half out with 49 to play. They were, to... they were like losing over the weekend, and somehow they were still only like three out. Cool. It's because the Marlins, the Reds, and the Diamondbacks have I know. not just... exactly covered themselves in glory in the last month. But six and a half out now, given the situation, I mean, they're going to have to win. They're going to have to go like 28 and 15, I think, to have a shot. 43 games left, I should say. 28 and 15 is the number that I did this morning when I ran the math on like, what's the reasonable chance of them making the playoffs. So I think it's getting uh, late early in San Diego. Michael Waka makes his return tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, a pitcher that has definitely cost me money over the course of the season uh, because he just doesn't have a fastball anymore. And he hides it by, you know, using his plus change up and having a deep arsenal and commanding it really well. The location numbers have been really good on Waka, uh, but now he comes off an injury. And so the first start back, uh, you know, this is a situation where maybe things could break for Michael Waka. Uh, and I am uh, starting to become a believer again in Jack Flaherty. We've seen a, a bump in his velocity since joining the Orioles. Uh, he did not reach the levels of the first start. First start, he was dominant uh, and through, you know, touching 93.8 average fastball velocity over 94 repeatedly throughout that start. A lot of that, I think, was just like amped up to be with a new team, extra juice. He came back down to 93.1 in his last outing, but 93.1 for Flaherty is better than he'd been most of his time in St. Louis this year. So the improved fastball velocity, the improved swinging strike rates as a result, getting more whiffs, uh, maybe not having to go as deep into games, you know, throwing four or five innings instead of going six or seven. I think it's made a difference for Flaherty. So at plus 122, I'm going to ride with the Baltimore Orioles once again uh, against this San Diego team. I mean, I I can envision how this game will go. Flaherty has command problems, so he's probably going to walk some guys. Uh, but the Padres hitting with runners in scoring position has been so bad all year. And I know that there's a lot of noise in that data, uh, but this is a team that the back half of the lineup just continues to not produce. And I think it's been the biggest problem for them is that while, you know, the top half has good plate approaches, 
Tatis has had a relatively down year if you look at his OPS. Uh, and, you know, Bogart has had a relatively down year. And the back half with Cronenworth uh, and, and whatnot has just not produced. So it's a lot of Hassan Kim and Juan Soto carrying this offense, which nobody thought they'd say at the beginning of the year. Uh, but yeah, I do like the Orioles plus 122. And again, we've seen it again. And this is this is an interesting point. How the managers are choosing to deploy their best relievers. I think Bob Melvin's reluctance to use Hayter in more aggressive situations, whether it's because of what Hayter wants or because of what the situation calls for, has cost the Padres at least three, four, five wins. Uh, because there are so many times where Hayter is waiting there for the ninth inning and they just can't get the lead into the ninth. They blow it in the eighth. And then he never comes in. It happened on Sunday. You know, Bob Suarez was in trouble and they had a big lefty lefty matchup coming. And they said, you know what? We're going to leave Bob Suarez in. And, you know, they needed a strikeout. They couldn't get it. And then the game was over. Hader never pitched. Whereas you see the Orioles more aggressively deploying Bautista in their most advantageous spots. And I think that, you know, uh, whether it's Hader's decision or Melvin's, they have completely mismanaged what is a pretty thin bullpen. All right. It's down to plus 105 now at BetMGM, the Orioles money line price. Mm. So do you have a target in mind? Where you do it, yeah, there are still plus 115 out there. So I okay. would bet that plus 110, probably fine. Plus 105 is a little short. All right. Well, two starts for Flaherty since becoming an Oriole. And uh, he's done awfully well. So we'll see. Okay. Final bets before we go. Uh, Zarillo's got one more dog for us, and I think DeBundo's got a Dinger Tuesday pick before we leave. So go ahead, Zarillo. And I have a one more for the road. Tigers in the over in the same game. Uh, last game on the board, still currently showing value for me. Alex Fayetto, a guy I backed a number of times from last year into this year. Just to recap, if you don't know much about Fayetto, former first-round pick, doesn't have great stuff, but his stuff has actually come up this year. Fastball slider both improved. He has excellent command. He's not going to walk too many guys. But he also got injured in the middle of the year, and he has injuries in the past, and it does seem like those injuries do affect his command from time to time. The Twins much better against righties than they are against lefties, so that boosts the overall run scoring profile of this game. Uh, Bailey Ober has been great this year. Awesome five and dive pitcher. Underlying indicators for him. Pitch modeling metrics for him put his ERA closer to five. I think he's better than that. That said, I still have to bake some of that into my projections. So made the line about plus 155. You could bet Detroit down to plus 165, but I also set the total for this game at 9.2. Have the park factor up about 5% from where I would on a normal day. So normally I'd have this total around eight and three quarters. Today it's at 9.2. So the over eight and a half to minus 120 or over nine at plus money is where I bet the total two in addition to the Tigers at plus 165. And Debundo, Dinger Tuesday. We're just going to take the Braves or? <laughs> yeah, you can parlay all nine Braves hitters in the starting lineup at minus 110 to Homer against Severino. <laughs> uh, I kid. Just round robin it, I mean. Yeah, round robin, home run parlay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nikki Lopez, 12 to 1, is uh, not my pick, but it is inter- interesting. Uh, <laughs> when was the last time Nikki Lopez homered? Oh, he, uh, he hit one the other day off a position player. So he's he's gotten the groove. When's the last time? Well, you know what? There's a decent chance a position player pitches in this game. <laughs> pretty pretty wide tail outcome game. Just for um, context, Matt Olson today, plus two fifty. Ronald Acuna, plus three twenty. Austin yeah. Riley, plus three forty. Aaron Judge, Marcelo plus three ninety. Yeah. They should all be minus one ten though. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, my actual pick is Kerry Carpenter, plus 450. Love Kerry. I think I bet him uh, 
two thirds of the weeks on Dinger Tuesday, the market has been slow to catch on to a guy who hits a lot of fly balls, who pulls a lot of fly balls, and who barrels uh, at over a ten percent clip. Uh, and when he gets a matchup against a right-handed pitcher, uh, he's always in the lineup, always hits in that four or five slot, sometimes third. And, you know, you mentioned Ober's metrics. I love Bailey Ober. He fills up the zone with a lot of strikes. He has great command. He has good deception, but he does give up a lot of fly balls. Uh, and I think that that makes him a home run risk. So I'm going to go, you know, he hasn't gotten totally punished on it, which is probably the difference between his ERA and actual and XERA because he hasn't given up a ton of homers, but some of the projections think he's going to give up more. And I would tend to think that's probably true. So I like Carpenter plus 450. Uh, I jinxed myself last week, went 0 for 5. So let's get back on the horse this week with Dingers. All right, gents, that's it. Zerillo. Uh, hold your nose uh, when you watch when you put TBS on tonight and just get just really see I thought last night watching Yankees Braves just just get through the first inning you know and they had a lead they had a 2-1 lead through an inning and a half and then oh god the Braves yeah Atlanta closes down leads like nobody else it's you know they're the perfect live betting team they fall behind at the top of the first that price moves in a little bit you know they're scoring in the bottom of the first so the market doesn't even react though I remember I was watching Chase Anderson against Charlie Morton on a Sunday afternoon Morton got rocked. They were down like 3-0 in the fourth inning, and the Braves were like plus 140 live. I'm just like, what? That's crazy. And then like 20 minutes later, Atlanta was up 5-4, and they were minus 5. What the Dodgers have been doing to people for the past few years. I always look for those teams who, as I say on a year-to-year basis, I really haven't talked about it much this year, though. Teams who either immediately close down leads or consistently put up like crooked numbers in the 7th, 8th, ninth inning – to either pull away in a game or come back dramatically in a game. And it's been the Dodgers and the Astros for the past few years. This year, it's been a little bit more Baltimore and the Braves. So I, I think Texas. those teams have really stood out. And they have the best records, you know, in their respective leagues. So it certainly speaks to that. But yeah, teams who, teams who don't go away easy or teams who really step on the gas late to put a game away, those are the offenses, you know, I, I really try to look for on a year-to-year basis. Because come October, you know, I, I want the teams who aren't going to go away easy. The number of times I've lost a four-run lead with Texas this year against Texas, yes, has Texas, been, has been remarkable. Mm-hmm. Texas, Baltimore, Atlanta, LA—those are the four teams too in each league. Yeah, and the Dodgers have been kind of doing that old thing they used to do. Don't mention it. More so in this recent stretch, uh, it's a good series too. Under ninety-six and a half is in serious, serious trouble. All right, Mike Trout, uh, not soon to return. So Angels under is. Uh, in good shape too. We, we didn't get to discuss the angels today. So I figured I'd mention you can find Zerillo and Debundo in the action app. If Debundo has another dinger Tuesday pick, find him there. If Zerillo finds something else, he can bet uh, to favor the Yankees over the Braves. Maybe he'll go there too. Um, but again, a lot of prices are, are to t- out of targets. So that's why we have a little bit of a shorter show today in terms of picks. So again, stay tuned to the app and you can find uh, more picks there. Free to download the award-winning Action Network app. For Sean Zarello and Anthony DeBundo, Brendan Glasheen, thanks for tuning in to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. Our show returns on Friday. Talk to you then. See you. Look at this crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.